0: Hi everyone, this is Casey, and all of us from Cheery Conversations wanted to say thank you for being a part of Cheery week after week. We have so many conversations in our vault that we know you have enjoyed and we have enjoyed. And so over the next few months, every other week, we're going to play one of our favorite conversations. And in between, you can listen to all of our conversations on the podcast, or you can watch them on our Cheery Conversations YouTube channel. We hope you enjoy.
1: Hello, welcome to Cheery Conversations. I love that it's a home edition because it has pushed us to think outside the box of who we can have on Cheery Conversations that's that are live and local. And instead we get to hear from some amazing people. Some of my friends and Jillian Booth is with us today. She's joining us from Dublin, Ireland. How cool is that? Yes, you'll get to hear her accent. Uh, Her and Sean have been our friends now for three, four years and uh, we were a part of helping them plant their church in Dublin, Ireland. We just got behind them from a financial standpoint and a heart standpoint. Uh, if you've been a part of Life Church, you may have even seen them on stage or Sean has spoken at a couple of our guys retreats and they've come to just hang out with us at times. And then we've been a part of their church, Open Arms in Dublin. In fact, one of the things you may remember is we came back from Ireland one week, one time and our son had Uh, fallen, had passed out, and it was in their father's church that that happened. So that was traumatic. He was fine, but we thought, oh my gosh, did our son die in the middle of church? And so we've lived some life with them, too. And so I'm so glad to have Jillian with me here today. So Jillian, we're going to talk today about the fact that you planted a church a couple years ago now, and right now you're not even meeting in church. What are the challenges in Ireland before you ever have to deal with the fact now you can't meet or assemble together. What's Ireland's landscape like? Well,
2: that's a good question, Sunny. Um, At the moment we're in this space of uncertainty, so we are definitely leaning into what our God is saying and how He's leading us and how He wants us to be the church outside of a building. And, um, you know, it's taken lots of hours of thinking and planning and you know the the surprising thing is that we have continued to gain momentum and people have still came to know the lord in fact we have people joining our church like never before since we've been online so to us that is like this is a god thing because we it's totally blown our mind because we have always had the mindset that we need to meet on a Sunday, but we have just seen so much momentum online and people gathering from all over Ireland and wanting to join our church and hearing the life giving message of Jesus Christ for the very first time. So, wow. you know, in, in, in this uncertainty, we are definitely see lots of fruit and lots of lives still being saved so it's been now talk
1: about the Irish people because there's a history when it comes to religion organized religion church uh, because Ireland a lot of Europe would be considered post-church meaning they've tried it their families were very very um active i guess you would say or a part of an organized religion and ireland tends to be that post church i already tried it or my family tried it i don't need it so talk about the landscape of ireland and maybe even why it's that way yes well i think myself and my husband
2: have we're nearly three years into a church plant and when we told a lot of our friends and family that we were going to church plants they thought we were crazy because ireland is full of churches but the difference is ireland has, has a history with institutional church so it's been religious and you know we had the catholicism had a huge stronghold in ireland so when people experienced church they didn't experience jesus they experienced religion they experienced rules and regulations and in fact a lot of people in the past experienced a lot of abuse through the church and so myself and my husband when we chose to church plant we were up against not saying that we are the church, but bringing Jesus Christ to to Ireland. And, you know, that hasn't been without its challenges, but we are seeing amazing fruit because people know it's not religious based, but it's rather faith based. And so we've had to, so when we say church in Ireland, that could mean a hundred different things. So we are so conscious that we speak about Jesus constantly.
1: Okay. Which would be similar to, I mean, you guys have to do it on like that next level, but it would be similar. And we always said, gosh, we feel so connected because it feels so similar to our region of the United States, which is that, oh, I might be, you know, this religion, I might be Catholic my whole life. I've not, I don't really go to church, but I've been that for generations or I still am that but that we have to talk about, the difference is it's about pointing to Jesus, relationship with Jesus, and we really lead with Jesus. Uh, and it feels like you guys have had to do that. Do you also find that because in Ireland, people are just like, yeah, what I've seen in the past, I'm not interested in, in organized religion. Have you found that, or do you think that that's why online has been so successful? Because people don't have to like get up get dressed, come to a building, they can check it out. Even if they're not interested in the whole thing, they could be curious and they could check it out online.
2: I think, what, yeah, that's a great question. So what we're experiencing is, and especially Irish people in particular, we can be very skeptical and we were slow to trust. So even if missionaries come into Ireland and they're going to plant a church, Irish people are very reluctant to jump on board unless They know them. So we're very relationship and we will, we tend to try to get to know people for a long period of time before we actually trust them. So I think with the online, the success of that has been that people can be present online without us knowing they're there and -hmm. they can see how real and authentic we are in our Jesus journey and. Then they, 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 they were private messages and you were like, wow, I didn't know church could be like this. Wow. And, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think, especially in our mindset, we have such a shame culture here and that's come unfortunately through the church of the past is, and people in Ireland definitely feel like they have to get their lives right before they come to church. And online has been an amazing way that they can just come as we come into their homes, they don't have to come to us. And we've seen amazing fruit so far. So, um, yes. Yeah, so I think shame culture has been a big aspect of the barrier between people actually letting Jesus see them and coming to Jesus just as they are.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you and Sean have had probably success as well in that people will, will want to get to know you because you're very relational. You're very down to earth. And you also look cool. Like, you you know, you don't look like, oh, I wear, you know, church lady clothes and Sean's in, you know, a collar or a suit and tie, because if it's a trust thing, there's things you do to just break down barriers. That's why I think people who just talk to their neighbor about Jesus or their coworker are way more effective than leaving it up to pastors to get this world saved and changed because you're way more effective with the person you sit next to at work in all things like encouraging certain movies and new albums that came out as well as what you do uh, when it comes to Jesus. So you guys have that kind of that, that factor of you're relevant. And I think that's important. One thing I would say, and I would want to ask you, because I think a lot of Americans, it's on their bucket list to come to Ireland. I know that you know I I knew I'd want to go to Ireland someday, but there's some things that I think when people are ignorant or naive they think will play well in Ireland and I think it's no different than the things we think we can say in America or anywhere with different classes of people or races of people and we tend to just spout off things and we think, oh we're making like we're making relationship with this person and actually it makes them back off more. One of the things I noticed about Irish people, is that when we came over, Sean, it didn't serve Sean well, and he's not this kind anyway, but my Sean, when he came to Ireland and he'd say his last name was Hennessy, uh, rather than him like saying it like, yeah, my name's Hennessy. I mean, I come from a long line of Irish people because here's the fact, almost, you know, it feels like everybody from America says (laughs) I have ties to Ireland. So then people come to visit or like you said, they come to do church, but just come to visit. And they're Mm -hmm. trying to like, impress Irish people with my families from the Cork area, uh, or this is my surname. So what are some other tips for people when they come to Ireland? Because here's the other thing. Sometimes they can, they, they think, or they, they think we're Christians when we come over to Ireland, or they know we are. And then we say dumb things. We actually shoot ourselves in the foot and make Jesus look bad. So what are some, stay away from those statements, those words, that way of coming across to Irish people you can help us with.
2: Um, I. That's a great question um, I think one of the main things is if people come to Ireland don't assume you're coming to, um, to rescue this uncivilized uh, <laughs> people. You know we're quite civilized these days and um, we're doing very well. But you know I think relationship is key to Ireland. It's sitting down and you know the big key is immersing yourself in our culture and sitting with someone at their kitchen table. And, you know, not, you know, Irish people are a bit funny as well where, you know, it's the whole saying of don't rise above your station. And we don't like to be um, told what to do, I suppose. (laughs) But, you know, like just come and be and don't Mm. try and change us, I suppose. But just Mm. love hard. And, you know, a lot of Irish people would be like, you know, they they be testing the fruit of it. You know, and it's it's just in us. I don't know if it's I'm generalizing, but you know, um, we we we're, we're, we're looking and we're seeing who's authentic and who to trust and who to mm. uh, give our lives because we look when we love, we love hard.
1: Mm. And I think we can learn a lot from Irish people to, that in our own country, right, wherever we are. Doesn't it come back to relationship over and over again and trust? And yes, I think that uh, when we come to Ireland, we can tell people are skeptical of some things. But I think that's universal, that people have been burned. They've been hurt. Specifically, people have been hurt by a leader or a pastor or a church. And so relationship is what breaks through trust. And, and it is big to sit at the table, uh, with someone in Ireland. But I think that that's true for all of us to be considering that, uh, that we could shrink. I noticed during this time where we've been ordered to stay at home that I've wanted to shrink my circle. I've, I have shrunk my circle in terms of my mind and my, um, my longing to be with certain people is a certain group of people and that I realize I know a ton of people, but I really want to be around a few. And that's where those few can sharpen me and I can sharpen them. And and, you know, I'm sure you guys are pivoting because you're not allowed to go back in your building. Uh, no, I, for how long? Um, probably the late day early will be August when we're back in the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're having to lean into people are going to need to talk about Jesus in their home, have church, church in their home. We're changing from talking about going to church to going to a building because we've been having church all over the place. And like you said, more people are coming to Jesus. I think that those who are already Christians or already Jesus people, as you guys call them, we call them, I have to realize that like this isn't all about us. Mm -hmm. That if it's working really well to reach people who we weren't reaching before inside our four walls, then let's all be excited about that, right? Have you had any of your people kind of push back? Like, you know, maybe they came from organized religion. So to them, the building is is holy and sacred and they've been like checked out or they're like, "I, I can't believe we're not meeting yet. How has that worked with those kind of people for you guys?
2: Yeah, we haven't experienced that yet. Um, And I think because we're still under strict restrictions, so we we are only in phase one of our restrictions being lifted. So, so far, our congregation have been amazing. And I think maybe that's because a lot of people have come from organised religious religion and they're so much more open and aware that church is not the building Mm -hmm. churches you are. So thankfully, we haven't had that kickback, and it's surprisingly we've had a lot of like emails and text messages because Sean and I would be pushing our people. We're mobilising our people to be the church, and we're showing them what that looks like. So maybe to share uh, or host a party, a watch party on Facebook, and we've got emails that are saying. My neighbour joined and she would never come to church and she loved it and, you know, um, my sister in South Africa, she, she now considers herself part of Open Arms Church and she just loves the community and, you know, we've been blown away by this because we n- we've never done online before the pandemic. Um, so we didn't know what way that was going to look, what that was going to look like for us. So, um, yeah, we've had good, good feedback so far.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. There are pastors and leaders that will watch this. So, what is your what is a fear or some fear you have at this time? Um,
2: fear in relation to church would be that you know people would get fed up with online mm-hmm. and they would get bored. I never want online to become about entertainment, but I want our congregation to still feel part of something and to experience Jesus even though the location of where we're meeting is different. So a big fear would be that people would um, fall away I suppose from a community or jump around, shop around for churches and not commit themselves to any one location.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it is a it is an interesting time because I know for us and I think you guys also as much as you may fear that you have a piece that this is actually reaching people and yes. I think that I'm feeling I think you're feeling and other pastors are feeling this just hold just just hold the line just wait because mm-hmm. there's so much more to this and for this than you can t- you can see right now yeah, and I think you know, the enemy we have to be aware that we are gaining much more t-
2: territory than we ever could mm. by technology, and the enemy is not going to like that. So, he is going to bring, like, we, Sean and I spoke during the week, and we're like, oh, both of us are f- fearing are feeling this. I'm like, hold on a minute, we are in spiritual battle, we are actually going into people's homes, like, mm. we never the enemy isn't going to like it so we're just we're being more bold and courageous and speaking God's truth all through our home every day we have the kids saying and we have worship on in the background constantly and we are, we're just praying over our lives we're arming ourselves with God's truth and confidence mm-hmm. and boldness yeah.
1: and isn't it that isn't this just true of leadership as a whole whether you're a pastor or not that it starts with us and it starts in our home, not even leadership, just everything about life starts with us, starts in our home. So you guys are leading the way by leading your three adorable boys in the home with worship music. What you just talked about, like that's how that's how we can be trusted with what God wants to give yes. to open arms two locations. Now you guys are the pastors of in the Dublin area, and I believe many more to come. So we love you and Sean. I'm so grateful that you could give some insight. And honestly, I think when we can hear other people's story, we can hear about another country and then realize, wow, that's very similar to what I live in in my city. And this is a different way of looking at it. I think that's so important. Ireland is civilized. Let's face it, when <laughs> when you can like three years ago, you were getting Wi-Fi when you were walking by a park or you were in a gas station, just open <laughs> yes. Wi-Fi. And I'm like and they were using the card reader at your table. Uh, the chip was oh, you. Yes. two yes. years ahead of America. Yes. And so, yeah, to think that we come over and you guys are all sheep herders. <laughs> I I have a funny story. I lived in New York for a period of
2: time. And because of my my accent, I pronounce my words a little bit better these days. (laughs) But when I went to New York, they were like, are you speaking Gaelic? And I was like, no, I'm speaking English. And, you know, um, she's like, I taught all Irish people more pedal pushers. And I'm like, what's pedal pushers? So, you know, we are very... um, we're on trend
1: <laughs> yes you guys are actually ahead of us in fashion i mean maybe you're on par with like new york or australia yeah, or yeah, london yeah. but you guys are ahead of us about a year to three years depending on it in technology and fashion in uh it i mean in industry i've been blown away by and i didn't think it. we were gonna go of course i came from a sheep ranch so I, that doesn't scare me and I didn't think that's how it would look in Ireland but definitely our favorite country outside of the United States for sure and uh, I think our people have loved getting to know you and Sean I would encourage people if you're watching this to check out uh, Jillian tell them your website so they can follow and keep up with you on Facebook and stuff it's openarms.ie nice i.e in com. That's, that. Oh, I,
2: the ireland
1: Yeah, Ireland. <laughs> and you may not know this, but there is Northern Ireland and then there's the Republic of Ireland. So another key thing we, Jillian could give you a little glossary of, don't say this, say this. <laughs> that it's, you're, you're not picky, but I know it has helped me getting to know the Irish culture. And I think that's important just in life that we get to know who are the people we're connected with who is our audience let's get to know them but um, there's some things you get over there and you go okay I shouldn't be a dummy about this. And we learned quickly, but I think that if you're a part of watching what's going on with open arms, you're seeing what, if you're a part of life church, you're seeing what you're a part of. And, uh, it's been awesome to be partnered with these two and their wonderful staff and their cute little boys. And so thanks Jillian for being here with us. We love you so much. And, Thanks for being on with us for Cheery Conversations. If you'd like to connect with me directly, you can go to sunnyhennessy.com. We would love to hear from you. So love you, Jillian, and love you, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You
0: can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to sunnyhennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.